Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. In each episode, two-time NCAA champion coach Jay Wright chats with figures from across the spectrum of the Nova Nation and beyond. Current players, prominent alums, and national basketball figures are all part of the mix as we honor the 100-plus year history of one of America's most storied college basketball programs. The Talking Villanova Basketball Show, hosted by Jay Wright, originated in 2001. The program, now in its 20th season, shifted from terrestrial radio to the world of podcasts in 2019. This is a production of Villanova Sports Properties in conjunction with Villanova Athletics. Hartford Funds is in its third season as the presenting sponsor of the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast. We invite you to settle in and enjoy as Coach Wright takes us into today's conversation. Welcome inside Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, we have uh, a great guest here with us, and I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce him and get us going. We do. We have Philly's finest and and, uh, one of our favorites here at Villanova and a guy we're so proud of now in the coaching ranks after an incredible playing career, Malik Waynes. How are you, buddy? How you doing, Coach? You're glad to be back. Hello, everybody <laughs> in Nova Nation. I mean, it's, a, it's an exciting time for me being back. Um, it's home for me. You know, I, you know, I've been a part of the Nova Nation for a long time. It's forever, it feels like now. Well, let, let's let's start with that, man. That's in that's a um, a real interesting point. Um, you had an incredible playing career, and I don't want to go over this. Uh, incredible playing career at Villanova, in the NBA, professionally overseas, and uh, and now you're in the coaching ranks. I want to cover all this, but most proud um, is that when you say glad to be back, I want everybody to know what you mean is glad to be back on campus and taking classes, right? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely adjustments different than when I went before, but it's, it's, I'm getting I'm getting back acclimated. <laughs> well, I, I just uh, I want all of our listeners to know it's 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 pretty um, pretty cool that uh, you were a very good student when you were here, outstanding student. I'm actually, a full time student uh, this semester. I'm taking five classes. Wow. I'll probably do the same the next semester. So I'm a senior. So I graduate um, after two two full semesters. That's going to make me so happy, man. I, and, and I know that's tough. I remember when Michael Bradley came back and obviously wasn't during the pandemic. I'd see him walking around campus <laughs> after playing in the NBA that season with a backpack on. Yeah. You, you, have a, you have one class on campus, right? Yeah, I do. But, I mean, it's good. Um, like, I, school hasn't really never been a challenge for me. I kind of, like, enjoy learning new things. And a lot of the classes that I'm in are, like, leadership classes and things like that, that'll help me, you know, as far as coaching and dealing with what I'm dealing with in my next phase of life. That's great, man. And, and uh, let, let everybody know also the next phase of life uh, in terms of leadership is, is your own little family there, right? You got two little yeah, girls. Two daughters, uh, six and, and two years old now, six going on 16 actually. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a fiance. So I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. My family's doing well. Everybody's good. I know, and I know your mom and pops are loving those kids, man. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, they, you know they are. Especially my dad with the girls. He never had any girls, so he <laughs> think they're his. 
<laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it. Now, um, let, let's get back. Let's get back to your uh, your playing days when you were on campus the first time. Um, what what do you when when you were coming out of Roman Catholic High School? What what were your thoughts uh, about Villanova basketball? Who was playing that you were watching, and what 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 made you decide to come to Villanova at that time? I know you're a worldly man now. You know all the you, you know all the 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 great uh, qualities and, and lessons you've learned here. But but when you were coming out of high school, what were you thinking about? Um, really, honestly, I was just like it was the family atmosphere. Like I was like Reggie Ratton and Kyle Lowry, Bilal Ben, all those guys. I would see those guys like off campus, like just by themselves. Like they'd come to like a high school game or they'd do different things in Philly. And I would just admire like that, you know, camaraderie that those guys had. And it just seemed like it was just like super like genuine. And um, like they would come to my games, they would treat me super genuine. And it just seemed like a part of the culture. And I was, I'm big on like loyalty and, and family and things like that. So it kind of like fit those modes. Like honestly, coming to Villanova, I thought nothing about basketball. Like I didn't even like look at where I fit in as a player. I didn't look in where I fit in, like if I was going to be starting. Like, you know, I, mean, I didn't really look at that. I just looked at the, the camaraderie of it and how guys are just all for each other. And and it just, that was, that was the vibe I got from it. And I just fell in love with that. That's cool. Who were the, who were the seniors when you were a freshman? I can't believe I, I get everybody mixed up now. It was, Who were the seniors uh, when you were freshmen? Scotty, Reggie. I think uh, Scotty and Reggie were only two. That was a good that so they were they were that was ten, right? It was your freshman year. They were coming off yep. final four yep. years. He was coming off he was coming off the final four. That, that yeah, was a good that, that was a good crew. And Reggie uh uh Antonio Pena had left from the year before? Yep. No, Tony was Tony was there, but I think he was a junior. I, I don't I don't think he was a senior. Oh, yeah, you're right, right. Reggie right. and um, Tony Antonio and uh and we had like C Stokes. Fish, Fish, Fish. And Stokes. Yep. Woo, we had some good guards then. <laughs> man, oh man. There were some there were some there were some good guards. Yeah. How about how about uh, of the guys that that you play with I'm thinking of Reggie, but who who do you stay in touch with the most? Um Todd me and Taj, like our our kids are actually like best friends. Um, our our daughters, uh, uh, Javon, um, Reg, of course, Tone. I kind of stay in touch with a lot of the guys. You know, I mean, everybody has their own things going on and families now, and everybody playing where they're playing at and things like that. But we kind of do a good job of you know staying in touch, especially in the summertime. Guys get together and things like that. That's great, man. I love that. We missed having you guys for a summer jam this summer. Hope we can do it this summer. Yeah, yeah, that was that was awful. We might have to start doing coaches' clinics at Summer Jam for all you coaches now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think Reggie got a lot of them type guys are, are coming to an end. We coming to an end, Coach. We getting old. <laughs> I, I know, but amazing careers. That let, let's let's talk about that. And I don't know if we'll get through it all in the first segment, but um, when you first came out, um, your first years with the 76ers, how how cool was that being in in your hometown and playing for the hometown NBA team? Um, give me the honest truth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was, it was good. I mean, it was great. It was like a dream come true, but it was also like overwhelming. Cause like for me, whatever, I was always like a Philly guy. Like, you know what I mean? I went to Villanova, I committed when I was young. I went to Roman Catholic. So it was, I was always so Philly. So like, I would be 
playing in the games and the security would be coming to me after the games like, yo, you have this guy in the stands, this guy, this guy, this guy. And it's like, I don't even know those guys, you know what I mean? So it was like a gift and a curse. Like I was trying to be focused, but it was kind of hard being where I, where I was and who I was at the time, things like that. But I kind of like learned from it and it made me better and being able to deal with what I'm dealing with now, being home and being back around. That's a, that's a really interesting point that I, I bet most people don't think about it. And I didn't even think about it when I asked you that question, but it makes, it makes a lot of sense because when you say being a Philly guy, there's, there's a certain amount of loyalty. You feel like you got to have all those people now that you made it right. You don't want to, you don't want to forget where you came from, but, and they'll let you know about it too. If you, if you forget where you came from. Right. Right. <laughs> and then, and then you also are still trying to be focused and be a rookie in the NBA. And try to make it. I was on a non-guarantee. People don't understand what that's like. Like, you know, being on a non-guarantee, every day you're on pins and needles. Like, you have to perform, you know, off the court and on the court every day. And, and nine times out of ten is off the court because you're really not playing that much. You know, you're not getting the chance to show yourself as a basketball player. So you have to show your value in different ways and being a good teammate, you know, locker room guy and coming into work every day, even though you're not playing regardless. So, you know, things like that are tough for a guy like me who – you know, was All-American, you know, I played in college right away, things like that. So to go to the NBA and deal with a whole different dynamic was tough. But, you know, it showed me different things about being a pro and, you know, being a basketball player and never get too high, never get too low, kind of what you always talked about. That, that's, that's pretty cool. That's a good lesson learned. It, and I, I know you'll take that into life. Let, let's step back for a second to your, to your Villanova career. What what were your fondest memories as a player of your Villanova career? So many. Um, really so many. I mean, my, my, my freshman year, we went 20 and 1. And it's, it's, it's weird because we started off 20 and 1. But I, I tell people, like, Coach Wright was on us so much at that time, like, like basically letting us know what was to come. And I always kind of found that interesting. Like, how did he know that we were going to? What was going to happen, you know, after we was 21, we started the season, like, because you couldn't tell us anything. We thought we was going to win a championship, you know, do, you know, do certain stuff. But just going through that time with my teammates, like going through the highs, then you kind of like bringing us back to life. And then we had to like, we, we lost early, but we, it kind of brought us all together as men and as, 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 you know, as brothers. And that was really like my best, finest moment in college for, for me. I remember what what year were you that when you had that that game at Syracuse that crazy game I don't know you like twenty eight or something or thirty at thirty you remember that my sophomore year yeah that was your sophomore year yeah my sophomore year that was crazy man yeah and then didn't we didn't we leave there and go right to Providence and then we lost to Providence right after that yeah we we <laughs> we beat them game day there was like the most fans ever on campus right yes yes <laughs> and then we went to Providence and lost. Yep. It was ESPN game day, right? And they had yep. the, the largest crowd in their history. Yeah. We used to always be there for those games, man. I, <laughs> oh, I, I remember that, man. You yeah. were unbelievable. That, that was your sophomore year. So Scotty and Reggie had left that year. Yep. They, they weren't there. And it was you and um, Fish. Stokesy. And Stokesy. Yep. Gotcha. I got gotcha. you. We had TK. We had TK that year. We had a pretty – Yeah, that was – yeah, that was a pretty good team. Did we have Malcolm then? Nope, Malcolm had left that the year the year before. Malcolm was on the team the year before. Yep. Have you seen any Malcolm's videos? <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. 
Hey, it's out there on Twitter. I can't hide it. Yeah. And I can't say, and I can't say he's not right either. So, right. the truth hurts, man. I've mellowed though. I've mellowed leak. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's a different time now, coach. You got, you got different type. You got different kids up there now. They, they great. They, you know, what I mean, I, I want to say we were bad kids, but it was just a different time. No, you guys weren't bad kids. You guys just were hard-headed, like you said. Like, you guys, you guys came from from a lot of success and and, and tough physical basketball backgrounds. And like, you weren't hearing anything, man. You were, and the only way to get you going was to challenge you. Right. It, it, it had to be. It had to be face to face, mano a mano. Or you weren't. You guys weren't listening. <laughs> it helped us though, man. Like for me, I know. Like now, I'm just like a totally different person than I was, you know, and all that kind of is like a part of my process. So it all happened for a reason for me. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, I used to say to you guys too, I, I'm a totally different person than I was as a player. You know, that's right. that's the time we learn. We make mistakes, we learn, and, and we got a lot of energy and a lot of confidence, you know, and that's right. good. If you don't have it, you know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to carry it. And then your, um, your, Junior year was was a was a tough year for us, right? We had a lot of injuries, and really, we were we were short guards, right? You were the you were the only guard. You and Chico, right? Yeah, only guard, no seniors. Um, it was no yeah. seniors, three juniors, and all freshmen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that was a that was a young that was a young squad, man. We 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 learned a, we learned a lot from that crew. Javon was on that team, right? Javon, yep. And Taj, yeah. was Taj a junior on that team? Taj was so like a red, like I said, you know, he had like, he was a sophomore, but remember his freshman year, he was like hurt most of the year. He had like, like poles in his legs. So that was kind of like his first year playing as well. Um, Darren Hilliard was, was, a, was a freshman. Who else? Uh, like Ashcraft, Yakubu, Tyrone Johnson, yeah. Marcus yeah, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was, that was definitely a transition time for us, right? Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Hey, but we you know, it's crazy now. I look back on it, like if I'd have came back my my next year, which pro I probably should have, I'd have played with like Arch and and you know uh, Do and J Chris Jenkins and stuff like that. So I probably it would have probably been. And y'all were good. Yeah, like we were, we had a good year that next year. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everything happens for a reason, man. You 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 went to the NBA, man. You can't you can't argue that. Let's let's get back to that after the um, after the. Sixers, then you went out to the Clippers, correct? Yep. And w when you were with the Sixers that time, who was who was someone that took you under the wing, or, or, or um, who who was the coach of the Sixers then? Uh, Doug Collins. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Doug Collins. He was the coach. Um, Evan Turner, really. It was Evan Turner. Really. I got, I got really close with 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 ET even to this day. Like we're still, you know, good friends. It's ironic we retired the same year. You know, he's retired. He's coaching with the Celtics now. Yeah. So we've been staying in contact, but he, he really took me on his wing, showed me how to be a pro, showed me like, you know, a lot of different things about just dieting and, you know, just being a pro. Cause there's a lot that comes with, you know, being a pro and all that freedom you get. What's something in that area of being a pro that, that you could share with our audience that, that they might not realize or know about? I think you hit on something really big about playing in your hometown. That was the first one. Um, what's something else? All great pros just have routine. They do the same exact thing every day. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's, it's weird to say, but like they come in at 8 o'clock in the morning every day. They, they treatment on their bodies. They, you know, working on their games, lifting weights, eating right. You know, that's an everyday thing. Like, there's no days off from that. You know, they watching film. 
So just their whole day, every day is just everything is geared around being a great high-level basketball player. And I, you know, y'all, you as a kid, you don't really understand that. Like it don't matter what they do, they can do whatever they do off the court, but they're still going to be focused and locked in on their craft no matter what. Who who that you played with in the NBA gave you the the, the best example of that? Chris Paul, without a doubt. Yeah, he was every day. Um, his level of greatness every day is just like from practice to weight room to interview sessions to how he conducts himself on the bus, how he dresses, um, you know, how he speaks to people. How he, like everything about him is just always, you know, trying to be a, a certain standard of greatness. And I kind of like watched him every day from afar and from close. And, you know, he was like my mentor when I got there. And he helped me with a lot of those things. That, that's a great mentor, man. And still doing it. Isn't it incredible? He's still yeah. going. Like at a high level. Exactly. Kyle, too. Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Mikey, we got to take a little break. We're going to pause here. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball podcast presented by Hartford Fund. Back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certaintyed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. We are back to resume our conversation with Malik Waynes. It's Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, I'll let you resume our conversation. Yeah, I love this, man. I, I, I love to hear the wisdom of of our former players as they grow in their careers. Um, and, and Malik was just sharing with us about learning from Chris Paul how to be a professional. I think you must have taken a lot from him after um, playing for the Clippers and, and then a little bit in the G League. I, I, that When you went overseas uh, after that, a um, couple years in the NBA, a couple years in the G League, it was the D League back then, right? Yeah, yep. And, um, what was the D League like back then? Um, it was well. My I was lucky uh, in my experience because I I went to Rio Grand Grand Valley in a um, like near Mexico um, in Texas, but we had a great team and I had a great coach. I played for uh, Nick Nurse and Coach West. And That's right. <laughs> Doug West was there. That's right. Yeah, he was my coach. So like I had a real familiar experience. Wow. Uh, great coaches. I was with. I was just with Coach West in college, and then. We was together, you know what I'm saying, in the D League. So we were we had a great team and a lot of guys got called up and had had success. So it was a great experience for me, but it's definitely a grind. What was what was uh did you know then Nick Nurse would have the success he did? 
or he, he is having? <laughs> uh, I, I kind of knew because, like, our G League team, we had so many different, like, talent. Because um, when you in a G League, it works to things like a waiver wire. So the more call-ups you get, the more uh, access you have to the better players that's coming to the G League. I guess they reward you. If a player gets called up, they move you to the top of the waiver wire. So we always had, like, the top players that was outside of the NBA on our G League team. And he just knew how to control and handle and manage all the egos and things like that. And I thought, you know, he would be good in the NBA because you're dealing with a lot of those. In the, in the <laughs> did you know he? Did you know uh, he'd be ready to handle Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that took some time to get used to. <laughs> I think you're doing a good job, though. You're doing a great yeah. job, actually. You know Kyle's tough, man. And Kyle's Kyle and him are doing great work together, man. Definitely, it, it's very it's very impressive. I, 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 I want to do this with you. Uh, you've been traveling so much. You've always been great staying in touch, but we haven't got to talk at length. And I want to do this over a beer maybe, but um, the, the, it's so impressive to me, uh, your international experience and how you guys do that. You know, Darren Hilliard playing in Russia, you know, during, during a pandemic and just incredible courage, I think. Yeah. Um, I know you make a lot of money, but still. It takes a lot of courage. Was it difficult for you the first time? Was the first country you went to Lithuania? Was that the first one? Yeah, the first one. Was that was that difficult to go overseas and 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 play in another country? Definitely, they're all tough. Uh, actually, like I don't, I don't even think it gets easier as as time goes on. You know, it's it's a lot of different dynamic that you deal with, um, just far as the travel, the the time difference. Um, the language barriers, um, you know, coaches not really speaking. Like, I played for a lot of coaches that didn't speak English at all. So it's kind of like, you know, you got a translator and, and your coach and, you know, getting your money late. Sometimes, like, it's just, it's so, it's so many different dynamics over there that, you know, guys that can make it seven, eight, nine years, it's like really a testament to, like, either the programs they come from, the backgrounds they come from, and just their mental toughness. Because, you know, it's, it's hard to really do it. Um, just even like, have, a good game or bad game. You know, we come from a team environment where though we have a bad game, just a bad game. You know, we try to get better. We come to practice, get better the next day, things like that. Well, if you have a bad game in Europe, you might get cut or it might be like a, 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 a meeting or something, you know, <laughs> and it's like not realistic to have just, you know, all great games. So it's definitely experience and it's tough. But I mean, if you can do it, um, you know, it's, it's, it's it could pay off. It could be lucrative, but it's a, it's a tough job. Well, you, you had great success. And um, how, how many, like six, seven years yeah, over there? Uh, seven. seven that's, in, years. that's incredible. And played in some amazing places. Now, I would think uh, Italy, playing in Italy was cool. Was that, did you enjoy that? Yeah, living-wise, Italy and probably Barcelona were my favorite two places. Um, because Italy is pretty, you know, Italian is not really hard to catch on to. And Spain, the same thing. You're kind of familiar with it, you know, where we're from, stuff like that. So that's not hard. And the food is good. But, like, I played in Russia. And that was, like, a total – I played in Siberia, actually. And it was, like <laughs> – it was crazy. It was negative 47 degrees. You know, I couldn't read nothing in the market. Like, going grocery shopping was a challenge. Um, just going to the mall was a challenge. Trying to get an Uber or a taxi was a challenge. So you know, that was everyday life, you know, just going to the bank was a challenge, you know what I mean? So it was tough, just just everyday life was tough. 
I just can't imagine. I can't imagine that. I, I, I know they paid you a lot of money though to get you to go to Siberia, but because uh, <laughs> Fish Fish played there, right? Corey Fisher yeah, played we in Siberia. Same team. We were on the, yeah, we were on the same team. What? So that that might have made it a little bit better, right? Well, no, because he was like he was the point guard oh. the one year, and then they signed me the following year. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, were you there by yourself? I had um I don't know if you know these guys. I had Frank Elgar from Drexel. Yeah, yeah. Frank Elgar from Drexel. I had Tony Taylor from George Washington. I remember him. And um, I think that was our only Americans. And then we had like some some foreigners. So like did you did basically you you guys? Ha what did you do in Siberia? Like what could you do in the winter in Siberia? Pretty much nothing. Go eat. Uh, <laughs> and then we had it's crazy because we had away games, right? So any away game we had was a minimum five-hour flight to Moscow. So, so we had a minimum five, five, five hours to Moscow. Then we might have a flight to Spain, which was another four and a half, five hours from Moscow. So we had 10-hour travel days, you know, just for one game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was different. Like every day. So that, every, team was, that team was in the Euro League? Euro Cup. Yeah, Euro Cup. Like Champions. Because, you know, it was like tiers. So it was Euro League, Euro Cup, then Champions League, then FIBA Euro Cup. So all those right. clubs, EuroLeague is obviously that's like right under the NBA. And right. Euro Club is, you know, right there with it. Then Champions League is pretty much so they all um good competitions now, but EuroLeague is the cream of the crop. Man. How many years did you get to play in EuroLeague? I played one. It, um, Which team was that? Um Zalgiris. Zalgiris in Lithuania. I had a tough I got I had surgery out of my seven years in Europe. I had surgery five of those years. Wow. So I was kind of like always rehabbing and getting back. And then, you know, as I start getting older and start getting into my career, more kind of teams start, you know, being less to taking a chance on me because I had three, four surgeries and things like that. So I was still playing at great levels, but, you know, them higher levels, they was, you know, getting guys like Darren and stuff like that that was coming straight out. And, you know, it's, it's always a new day. It's, you know, it's 60 new guys in the draft. And then there's a hundred new guys coming to Europe every year. So yeah, a lot of turnaround. Yeah. And what in what in the end made you decide to retire? Um, just my journey. Like I think my journey and everything I've been through from just being high as I was and then going overseas and dealing with what I dealt with. I think like some of the greatest teachers are guys that kind of like not fell. I don't want to say fell, but kind of went to a certain point and then wasn't able to had a success that they think they were going to have. So like now I got a perspective from both sides. You know I. And I think my greatest asset now is helping kids or, you know, helping different people that need knowledge about the game and just giving all that back, everything I've been through. That's cool. That's really cool. And, and tell everybody how you're, how you're doing that now and where you're doing that and, and, and what your career path is now. So sorry about the Hawk, guys. I, I coach at St. Joe's Prep. St. Joe's <laughs> <laughs> Prep High School. And I'm uh, also coaching the EYBL a new EYBL Nike team uh, in the area, which is brand new. We, this will be our first time on the EYBL circuit come uh, this coming spring, summer. Where, where will that team be, Lee? So we got like South Jersey and Philly. So basically pretty much like Camden and Philadelphia. And what's the name of the – explain to everybody what EYBL is. So <laughs> Nike EYBL is it's Nike Elite Youth Basketball League, which is yeah. top prospects. Um, a lot of the guys that go to Nova, you know, Duke, Kentucky – you know, most of these guys play EYBL. Um, I'm, this team, the name of my team is Scholars Elite Basketball Academy. Um, we got some pretty good players, pretty, you know, pretty hot big-time prospects. And just getting my hands involved with, you know, with, with the AAU side, 
not trying to be an AAU guy, but I'm just trying to, you know, be a coach and help kids and, you know, kind of trying to keep these guys that's giving them false information like I got. I'm trying to keep them away from them. So <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. You had it all well. You were, you, you, you were smart. You'll, you'll be a great re- resource for these young guys, man. You, you're going to be a great coach. Where would, where would you take it? Where, would you want to go to college, MBA, or stay in high school? What would you want to do? Yeah, I'd I, I let it be right with you one day. <laughs> I, I love it. Would you want to coach college? Be, yeah, definitely. I'd let it be, I let it coach college. Um, I think that's where I'd be, like, you know, that's where I'd be long. Just because just of, like I said, my experiences and, like, you know, I was a McDonald's All-American, and, you know, guys that's McDonald's All-Americans think things going to go a certain way, or just guys that's ranked a certain you know, it's, things are gonna go a certain way, and sometimes they don't. But it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, it's always not a bad thing. It's, you know, you can go to a great university, get your degree, um, meet some great people, great resources, and you know, live a great life without basketball. So there's a lot more to it than this basketball. And I think that's what I I have to give to you know some of these kids. That's a good that's a good perspective. Have you thought at all about the NBA side of it? In that, it's such an international game now. Your experiences. Um, internationally are so valuable now to NBA teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I think about it. I, I'm just taking it like one step at a time, trying to, you know, finish my degree and uh, get in, get, you know, get a great grasp on coaching and, you know, just making relationships and, you know, just trying to get in and I'm a rookie again. So I'm trying to just learn and, you know, take everything in and see where it takes me. Well, I think you're really smart about that. I think it's the best way to start in coaching and in any business is, is with, with humility and a great work ethic. I think you're doing that coaching in high school and AU and working to get your degree. And we're, we're so proud of you for your career. Um, you obviously went to the NBA. You learned a lot because it allowed you to go overseas after a couple of years in the league and have a great career and have a great perspective. And um, you coming back and Finishing your degree is, is is something that makes all of us so proud. So thanks for being on, buddy. I, I can't wait till uh, this is all over. You get on campus, we can get to see you, man. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Hi, buddy. Malik Waynes. Good to see you, guys. You're listening to Talking Philadelphia Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. We'll be back with our Geico Inside the Wildcat segment after this. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing Easy Up by KeyBank the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. 
Novacare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose Novacare. So can you. Stop by Great American Pub, Bar, and Grill with locations in Conshohocken, Wayne, and Phoenixville. If you're looking for fine food in a casual atmosphere, Great American Pub is the place for you. Come out to Great American Pub for great food, great times, and great fun. For more information, visit us at www.greatamericanpub.com. It's time now for Geico Inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And Jay, uh, just finished our conversation with Malik Waynes. Uh, he was kind of in that bridge era from the 09 Final Four team to uh, Ryan Archidiakono and Daniel Ochefo and Chris Jenkins and Josh Hart and the 16 team. Just tell us a little bit about what he meant to the program then and kind of what you've seen in his growth off the court to where he is now. Uh, you know, I'm so proud of Malik. We all are. Um, he, he did. He came in, you know, right in the at the end of the, the Final Four season. Great talent. Um, McDonald's All-American, Philadelphia legend. And um, <clears throat> I remember watching him win the Catholic League Championship at the Plus. It was one of the great high school games I've seen. Um, and then was a super talented guy here. Just you know, at some times when, as you said, we were in some transition, but he was always a talent and, and always a great student. And after three years, he left early for the NBA, which he didn't get drafted, but he did um, get picked up by the 76ers and, and played a couple of years in the league. But he's um, coming back now to finish his degree and he'll do it in a year. He's a smart kid. He's, and, and we're so proud of him. And now he's into coaching and so mature, two young daughters. We're, 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 we're so uh, psyched to have them on the show. When you, when you came back to Villanova, there was a lot of talk about recruiting Philly guys, and Kyle Lowry was one of the first. Um, and I think of Kyle Lowry and Malik mentioned Reggie Redding and, and Malik, obviously. Um, just tell us a little bit about that connection to Philly that those guys brought, particularly early on in the, in the 2000s. Yeah, you know what? That was interesting, Mike. And, you know, as we talked to to Malik, he talks about um, what an impact that had on him, how close all the Philly guys were, you know. Um, as you mentioned, Kyle and Shane Clark and Bilal Ben and, um, and, and Reggie Redding. Um, those guys were, they, they were, they really, they really got us going, you know, after the great class of um, Alan Ray and Randy Foy, Jason Frazier, Curtis Sumter, Baker Dunleavy, but th that next group was all those Philly guys, and, and they really got us going. Uh, and 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 Malik um, talks about how impactful they were in his recruiting, um, and 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 it really was great for for Villanova basketball in the city of Philadelphia because everyone really admired those guys, and they were all very successful and, and are successful to this day. Flash forward to the present. I want to ask you about a couple of your juniors. Uh, Cole Swider and Brandon Slater have had some terrific moments uh, in reserve roles for you. Just kind of where do you see them? We're in mid-February as we take this. Um, starting to look down the home stretch of the Big East regular season. Um, the contributions of Cole and uh, Brandon, just what, what impact have they made this season? You know, both of them um, are, are those um, wiry type young bodies, you know, when we got them. And, and I think they're really starting to come into their own now 
they're starting to fill out. They're starting to feel uh, more confident physically uh, and, and more confident on the floor. And they've, they've been great for us this year. You know, um, uh, both of them had in different games, have had big games to, to help us win. And, and I think um, they're, they're both going to be a, a big part of our, of our future. That'll do it for this segment of Geico Inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And Coach, that brings us to the uh, end of this episode. Uh, great to have Malik Waynes back. A lot of interesting conversation about what life is like to play overseas. Um, <laughs> terrific show. Thanks, Mikey. Appreciate you being on. It was great. Great having Malik. And uh, he, does have, he does have a unique perspective. I can't wait for him to share with young people going forward. You've been listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Just a reminder, you can follow Coach Wright on Twitter at VUCoachJWright. You can also follow Villanova Basketball at NovaMBB on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have alerts posted on those accounts whenever a new podcast is available for download or you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And for more great content, check out the web home of the Wildcats, Villanova.com. For our producer, Matt Fraschilla, this is Mike Sheridan saying thanks again for stopping by. We look forward to having you join us again next time for the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. <laughs>